Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just had the holy? You swipe left then I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Got a full glass of wine. We're ready to do this? Yep. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Somebody Date Us. Once again, it's your favorite three single girls coming in hot from the six. It's a Sal. It's Lauren. <laughs> it's Carly. <laughs> That's all really surprised us with that intro there. But I am dying to know why are you guys single this week? You want me to go? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you. And it just happened tonight. So oh my God. I'm single because I suffer from like chronically stinky ass feet. And <laughs> so much so that like I came in and I'm like, okay, guys, like I'm wearing tights all day. Um, I've been wearing my running shoes all day at the office. I did not change into my heels. Um, and I got to Sal's apartment. I took my shoes off. I'm like, I might need socks. Sure enough, these stinky ass dogs needed to be like – Contained. Contained. They need to be muzzled. And yeah, so thanks for the socks. You're probably not going to get the bag. I'm probably going to have to freaking burn them. So I'm single because my uh, my feet are fucking gross. <laughs> Love it. It's okay. I don't need the socks back. Okay. Um, I'm single this week because so guys think it's so hard to pick a place to eat with me because I'm a vegetarian. They're like, oh, can you eat a burrito? Can you eat pizza? Can you eat sushi? Literally, I can eat anywhere. It's not an issue. Um, I can literally, like, go to an all-you-can-eat wings place, and I'll be very content having a salad. So I just find, like, guys find it so hard to date a vegetarian. That's fair. But also, I feel like there's vegetarians that would go to restaurants like a wings place and be like, oh, my God, there's nothing I can eat here. And you're like, here's a list of, like, 12 things that have a little carrot beside them that say what's vegetarian. And they're like, no. Very true. I'm just not that type of person. I'm very easygoing. Yeah. Why are you single this week, Lauren? (laughs) Okay. So I am sorry for all the guy listeners, but I had my period this past week. (laughs) And when I have my period, I have unreal cravings and I crave salty snacks. And so I went down to my local shopper's drug mart. This is not sponsored. And I picked up a box of tampons and a bag of crispers and (laughs) I was walking back to my house and I laid in bed and ate this whole bag of crispers and then in the morning when I got up for work I found a crisper in my bed and instead of throwing it out like a normal civilized human (laughs) I ate it of course I ate it I can't let the crisper go to waste I know right that's like and then inside of me I'm like Lauren really but I was like I'm too lazy to walk to the garbage can I'm just gonna eat this Wait, no I, I fucking love that. Am I on my period too? Because I passed out with my hand on a bag of popcorn and a half can of Xevia. So. You know yeah. what, Mike? I wouldn't be surprised if you're on your period because we're mm-hmm. all fucking synced. Yeah. Part of the sync. Yeah, we yeah. we fully synced. Like, it was so funny. Uh, we were all like, yeah, I have my period. Yeah, I have my period. Yeah, I have my period. Mike's like, I do too. <laughs> <sighs> So there's that. <laughs> the moon does crazy things. Okay, guys, what do you think? Should we 
dive deep into our uh, our episode today. Yeah. All right. So today we're talking all about images of love. Um, and I think from a young age, we've all been so inundated with these love stories about princesses and princes. Fast forward to our adolescent years. You couldn't watch a movie or a TV show without some type of romantic storyline um, playing out front and center. And now as adults in the age of social media, if it's not a photo of a couple standing in front of a mediocre background, the girl has her hand on the guy's chest. <laughs> Cheese smells. We all know the one. Like we're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an engagement shoot. You know what I mean? It's cringe. Oh, I mean, I'm happy for you. Don't get me wrong, but I just it's it's everywhere nowadays, right? Um, it oddly feels like a competition as well, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way. But yeah, I don't know what it is. It oddly all feels like a competition, and I don't know if I'm okay with it. Um, For those of you who listened from the beginning, love is something I've yet to experience with a partner. And while researching for this week's episode, it made me wonder, has my perception of love and all it entails been skewed by the movies, the books, and the articles I've gobbled down like a frickin' McDouble? I can't be the only one that feels this way. Am I waiting for my rom-com meet-cute moment only to be swept off my feet by a guy who's clearly out of my league but loves me for all of my imperfections and insecurities? Our culture is so obsessed with the idea of finding love and dating. I truly can't remember the last time I even saw a stand-up comedian who didn't talk about dating in one of their sets. So it's only natural that today we're talking all about images of love, where they came from, and where we are today. So why don't we kick things off? When we were young, ladies, oh, baby. I know, I know, we're going to take it real far back. <laughs> we're rewinding the clocks back to our childhood years. Um... When did we first hear the word love and did you know what it meant? I know this is a tough question, but I think I first heard it when my parents told me they love me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's everyone's. Yeah, I think it, it's hard to really remember or even maybe in a movie, perhaps like a Disney movie where like the love between like a mother and their like child, that sort of love. Um, maybe Bambi. Double I really don't mom. know. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Bambi's mom gets shot. Yeah. Spoiler it's so alert. sad. Yeah. And Dumbo's mom gets like, gets locked up. Yeah. Does he have a story? So, but yeah, I think it was back in the day when you're young, I think, yeah, it was probably our parents or a Disney movie. I don't know. I agree. Like I can't, obviously can't pinpoint the exact moment I, heard the word love but it definitely is I think your parents is where it starts and them telling you they love you and you telling them you love them back um did I really know what it meant probably not like I don't I don't know you don't have like a sit down with your parents like you do when you have a sex talk like this is what love is like Mm -hmm. and you just kind of got to figure it out yourself I don't even think I still know what it is yeah, I'm still. That's why I'm so happy we're doing this episode. I'm like, what is love? <laughs> what is maybe love? no more. Um, yeah, I think the same thing. Um, I was really fortunate that my parents were like loving and emotional, and they never hesitated to tell my sister or myself that they loved us. Um, and we had such a really close knit relationship with like my grandparents growing up, and so there was a lot of love going yeah. around. Um, but I remember like. Disney movies. Disney movies have really done me in. All of these freaking fairy tales, um, watching them as a child. I've never been one for Disney movies, just putting it out there. I've never been a fan of animation. Sorry to any people out there who are like into that, but I don't know. Like, I could never get on board with it, um, even from a young age. Um, however, like, 
all the stories about a princess finding her prince and she has to kiss a lot of frogs in order to find him. Like, did that ever impact you? Okay, I don't know if I can, like, directly blame Disney movies for why I'm still single, but (laughs) I do feel like it gives you false expectations of love. But also, if you've watched all the Disney princess movies back now as an adult, you'll realize how fucked up they are. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, there's princesses that are in comas and then this, like, beautiful man storms in and kisses them and suddenly they're alive again like beauty and the beast like she falls in love with a fucking beast like what like a, a physical have... animal he's an animal they oh, also yeah. have like daddy issues yeah too. like there's always like there's so many hidden messages in Disney movies which is kind of why i like them because when you watch them as an adult versus a child you get such completely different yeah. things out of them but i can see why it like kind of messes with your psyche as a child like false expectations that like a prince is just going to chase after you and like fit this glass slipper on your foot. And it's going to be, and they all have parent happen. issues. So. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Simba yeah. Yeah. Which I do too. And I'm still single. So. <laughs> I remember I had a crush on Aladdin um, growing up and I also Ooh. had a crush on Dimitri from um, Anastasia. Do you guys remember? Oh. I wasn't a big handsome. But I don't ever remember really like growing up, being like, I need a Prince Charming or anything like that. I don't think personally Disney movies really impacted me growing up. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to know because you're so young. You don't know what it, what yeah. impacted you to be the way you are now. It's true. But like, to your point, like looking back, they are so twisted. They are oh, gosh, so fucking yeah. twisted when you actually realize like the foundation of a lot of fairy tales, they come from the Brothers Grimm. And yeah, like Sleeping Beauty was literally yeah. like, in a freaking coma, um, the beast locked up like poor Belle's sweet ass father, and <laughs> right? he, he, so he turned into a beast because um, an ugly witch who's actually like a beautiful woman, um, he rejected her, and he, she was like, okay, well, fuck you, like I'm gonna make you into like a disgusting beast. Imagine so, you had that power now. Like, oh fucking no, <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So whatever. Disney movies, they can. Suck a fart out of my ass. Yeah. That's all I want to say about that. Um, okay. But going back to it. So, like, what was your family dynamic like, like, growing up? I feel, um, you know, we learned a lot about how we love and a lot about how our uh, how relationships are supposed to work from our parents, from our role models. So, ladies, I know we're digging in deep and we're getting personal. Yeah. Um, Laying it out on feel. the table. Yep. Um, so, when I was young, like, I think some of my fondest childhood memories are before the age of seven. <laughs> Sounds kind of sad. But um, my sister and I were the only like nieces and grandchildren for a very long time. And so our family would all get together at our house. And we'd do these big Christmases and everyone would sleep over and wake up on Christmas morning with us. And we were just these mm-hmm. like spoiled children that got like a million gifts. And it was just, I just remember that so specifically because when I was seven, my parents got a divorce and my family, I think the last time we'd been together and the only time we've been together in the 20 years was my sister's wedding. And even then there was still some like, people don't talk to certain people. Um, so I think that's like my fondest memory as a child, but most of my childhood was like my parents divorce and me being a very anxious kid and like me having to go to my dad's house and me crying over it. And it like, I don't really have these like, oh, we were this perfect family, like, skipping on the beach together. Like, um, it was always kind of how to make both sides of your 
family happy and also trying to figure out how to have a stepmom and step siblings when you're seven years old. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it does. I think it's taught me a lot about relationships, but it's also probably like done a lot of damage as well. <laughs> yeah. Asal. Um, I'm like super, super close with my family. I only really moved out for the first time ever about like two years ago. Um, like even when I was in college, university, whatever, I, I commuted from home, always lived at home. Um, and I'm still like, I still go over to my parents' house at least once or twice a week, even now, cause I work close by to where my parents live. So it just makes sense for me to pop on by. And they're also really great puppy sitters for my dog. <laughs> yeah. so it really works out. But I grew up in like a really loving family. I had a great childhood and my parents tried to give me everything they could possibly give me growing up. So I only really remember really, really great times growing up. Very interesting family dynamics. So my parents were very much in love at at it when I was a young child. And then, you know, um, growing up, like going through the motions, you know, my parents separated and then they got divorced. And I can't remember how old I was. Um, literally like repression is real people and I do it all the time. So I can't, I can't really pinpoint like when it actually was, but it was definitely like middle school, the separation happened high school. It was like pretty, pretty permanent. Um, they handled it pretty well though. I mean, it was never like you have to choose, you know, like it was whoever's going to stay at the house, um, gets the kids because we don't want to take them from like their school and their friends, which is great. Um, but growing up, like I, I knew I was loved. I was always surrounded by love. And my parents were so great to my sister and I, um, and my family has always been amazing. So I can't really complain. Um, and now modern day, like, I mean, my dad is like one of my like close friends. I know that sounds so fucking like, yo, he's actually such a sick parent to have in your corner. (laughs) He's a hothead and he can be a psychopath. But I fucking love him. Um, he's we just have like, met him. He is great. He sponsored our launch party. So it? we love you, Father Kenneth. Thank you for paying for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just, I guess I was pretty, pretty lucky. And I still, still am pretty lucky mm-hmm. that um, I have such a solid relationship with my family. Um, I unfortunately don't get to see them that much because I live in the city. My dad still lives in my hometown. My sister lives north of the city. Um, but I'm not even lying. We call each other every single day just to shoot the shit. Or my dad asks me to like do his online banking for him. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I would like to just follow that up with like, I have really good relationship with both my parents, but I mean, there is a lot of memories of not saying they made me choose, but it's, it's awkward when your parents are divorced. So, and you're seven and you don't really know what you're, what's happening. Or what the word divorce means. You're just so. so young. You don't really, you don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So I think it's fair to say we came from like pretty diverse, diverse, <laughs> like family backgrounds, but they, they're all warm. They're all warm and mm-hmm. loving in their yeah. own ways. Right. Um, okay. So um, your parents' relationships. I mean, I think a lot of people see that as like a precursor to how their relationships might eventually unfold. Um, how did your parents' relationship affect you as a young child? And as an adult, I guess. Um, so I don't really see this as how my relationship is going to unfold because my parents are divorced. And I actually think that my generation and my sister are, and all of my cousins, because literally every single person in my family is divorced, are going to change that statistic for our family. Because I think when you are a child of divorce, you, I mean, everyone goes into marriage wanting that person to be the one and only, but 
you've seen the other side of it where it can go from being like this beautiful thing to being a disaster really quick. And I think that you're a bit more cautious Mm -hmm. and this is like no offense to a Sal with parents that are still together, but, and I don't think you're like this at all, but I do have friends that I feel like are a little bit delusional in terms of relationships because they've never seen anything bad in their life. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because in part of me is a little bit envious about it because I would love to just go into a relationship and be like, oh, rainbows and butterflies and like, this will never end. But I am not like that because of my past. So I think that it's totally obviously affected me, even though I was seven and it took me a long time to admit that it affected me. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that I'm older, I can totally see it. Like you're not cynical about relationships, but you just approach it in a different way with a different mindset than some other people might. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. I feel like, I'm not delusional. No, like, no, I, I know. But like, <laughs> like, I've been through so many breakups and so many, like, a lot of heartbreak in my short period of life here on Earth. That, like, <laughs> even though my parents are still together and they have a very loving relationship, I don't have that. Yeah. And so I know because I've been through it multiple times, like, time after time, I know that things end. And I'm actually very, like, negative going into relationships mm-hmm. because I... I normally, like, straight off the bat, I'm just like, you know what? This is going to end. you see an end. And I see an end. And it's not, it's, even though my parents are still together and it has nothing to do with that, it's just because of my personal experiences time after time being heartbroken. But so my parents have been together for 40 years. Um, They were very young when they, when they met, when they got married. My mom was 18 and my dad was 19 um, when they got married. And my mom was actually friends with my dad's sisters. That's how they met. Um, So for me, they're my role models and like what I want in my life. Um, But I know that that, that's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, so which is which is why I was like, I know you're not one of these people because yeah. I totally have people that I've like attended their weddings and I'm like, you're so delusional. Like mm-hmm. I don't, like you have never ever been hurt in your entire life, mm-hmm. and I pray to God this marriage works out for you. But if it didn't, like you'd have no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I think for me, like I have like a very different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So. For those of you who know me, for those of you who don't, like my mom passed away when I was 22. Um, we're digging in deep here. So yeah. she passed away in 2012. Um, my parents were divorced, but they were always very amicable. Like they, they were never like, I hate you. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Of course they fought. Like when we were younger, of course they fought so much, but like obviously they realized like their relationship wasn't going to work. And yeah, you know, once they parted ways, yeah. And once they parted ways. It was fine. Um, but I don't know. I think, you know, my mom's passing like really affected me. I mean, I've always been like an outgoing person, but I feel like after that, I felt like I had to be the strong like rock mm-hmm. of the family. And I've always been that way um, because I do have a younger sister and I want to be like the best role model for her, mm-hmm. um, even though you know, like I sometimes look up to her because yeah, you're both role models for each other. I think we ways. are. I think we are. And it's just such a really cool family dynamic. Um, and so when that happened, um, obviously our family was devastated. Like it just shook our world, like flipped it upside yeah. down on its head. It was so unexpected. And, uh, the one thing I will say, it just made me realize how much family actually means. And 
to this day, my dad, my sister and I, like we've never been closer. And you know, I have a really close relationship with my mom's parents as well. Like my grandparents are the, they're the shit. They're the fucking best. And they're my fucking love role models. Let me tell you. They're awesome. Just from your like Instagram stories you post. I am telling you my Mimi and Papa, they've been together for like 67 years or something crazy like that. Um, and they're young loves. And when they were really, really little, um, my grandpa was at a hockey game with his dad and he said to him, he was like, see that girl over there? I'm going to marry her one day. I love that. I was like 14. I have goosebumps. And that was my grandma. I know. I mean, they're so sweet. I love them so much. And even to this day, like, it's not easy being older and like, you can't move around a lot, but they yeah. make it work. And there's so much fucking love there in that relationship. And for me, even though, you know, I've, been through a lot with my family uh, my parents ultimately divorced mm-hmm. I still know that there's hope you just got to fucking find your person and you need to find that person that you see across like the hockey rink and you're like I'm gonna yeah. marry that man one day I'm gonna marry that woman one day so I don't know I just it, it still gives me hope and yeah I'm, I'm excited for that. the outlook for yeah the future <laughs> Yeah, like for me, I mean, like I said, literally every single person in my family is divorced. Um, and my grandparents, like they weren't divorced, but my grand grandfathers both died when I was like eight, mm-hmm. nine. So I don't remember them together. Like they were obviously together for a very long time and I'm sure still love each other. And so like, you know, in some second life, but um, so yeah, I never really have any, I don't have any role models in my family. My sister's married, but she's been married for like less than one year. So I can't really call her a role model yet. Your sister looks cool as shit. She's I, following me on Instagram. I know. She what up, Leah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a test to see if she's listening. Ooh. Um, but yeah, so like, but I still have hope, like you yeah. said, and I think it teaches you things that you didn't really know you had to learn for sure and different kinds of love. Yeah. If any, if anything, I feel like it's, there's a, it's a cautionary tale. Like you, you, you come from uh, a hasting a broken home because it's not a broken fucking home. Like I hate that terminology so much. Um, but it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, it might not work out. And if it does amazing, if it doesn't, eh, whatever, ultimately life goes on. Life goes on. If I, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I'll just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, good Um, rant, good rant. But yeah, so we were talking like a lot about, um, how like our childhood affected us. Um, but when we're teenagers, I think we go through this phase where it's just a lot of hormones, um, (laughs) a lot of peer pressure. So I want to ask you girls, when did you first start crushing on guys? I remember I was so young. Like I honestly don't remember even like how old I was. Like I want to say like like, I don't even know, like nine, 10, maybe even younger. Out of the idea. But I remember like being in the car, driving with my cousin, sitting in the backseat. My dad was driving and I would like look out the window and I'd be like, oh my God, he's so cute. And I would say that to literally every boy walking outside with like their skateboard or like with their friends and like just out walking their dog. And I would just like be so boy crazy. I was like looking out the window, just like looking for guys and I'd be like, oh, he's so cute. And like we go camping. I remember... Um, every summer it was like a family Boys. thing. Like, yeah, like my cousins and I would all go camping. Um, and I would be like, okay, once like the, the tent was up, I'd be like, okay guys, let's go look for the guys. Like, let's go look for boys. I want to go. And we'd like go hunt the campsite and we'd be like, okay, like camp number five, camp number two. There's cute guys there. There's cute guys there. I was so boy crazy. And like looking back now, like 
compared to now, I'm so not. It's crazy. But I was very young. Like, I don't remember really how old I was. Like, yeah, you didn't know any better. Where did that yeah. come from? Was it just, like, your friends and your cousins were boy crazy and you picked up on that? No, or... I was older than my, co- like, cousins. So, okay. like, just by a few years. Like, one yeah. or two years. Or, um, I definitely started the whole boy crazy thing, definitely. Well, it's probably your parents. Like, you saw that love and you're trying to. No. Maybe. I don't know. Hormonal. The I Disney like, say, puberty and it all like, goes back to the Disney puberty. Yeah. Too. She was looking and she was liking yeah. and she was crushing and stalking them on yeah. campsites. I yeah. love it. Okay, so like I I don't remember being boy crazy, but if you read my diaries as a child, because I had diaries as a kid, I'm pretty sure my therapist made me have it after my parents' divorce. <laughs> but it was like every second day, I'd be like, ah, uh, today I like Richard. Today I like Tim. Today I like Andrew. Like every day I had The crush. whitest names ever. <laughs> I grew up in really Ontario. There is no one of any different ethnicity there. Um, but I remember specifically like my very first crush, crush and his name was Andrew. Okay. And he lived in like the town that my mom and my dad and like my family lived together. And then when my parents got divorced, I moved to Aurelia. Um, I remember going to his birthdays. Like, I mean, what is a crush when you're in like kindergarten grade one? Not really anything, but I was home for the holidays a couple years ago and I turned on Bumble to like answer messages I had from Toronto. And he was the first person that came up and I was like, Oh my God, it's Andrew, the love of my life from kindergarten. And I was like, I need to match with him. So I swiped yes and we matched and I sent him this message. I was so excited. And I'm like, my God, hi, do you remember me? And he was just flat out, no. No oh. idea who I was. No clue. But I was like, do you remember we used to go to each other's birthday parties? We hung out all the time. Like, I even remember where you live, and I don't even know where my sister lives in that town. Like, I remember these things. And he was, he dug out our, like, class picture as children and figured <clears throat> out who I was. He's like, yeah, I remember you now. And I was so offended. I'm what like, the my, fuck, Drew? Yeah, like, you still kind of look the same. And, like, your face never left my mind because I was so in love with you in kindergarten. Like, fuck you, Andrew. Shout out, Andrew. What, what? Um, I was definitely fucking boy crazy. Like, Mm. to the point where, um, I don't know, like, what point I was trying to prove. But, like, I loved so many guys. Um, Even at a young age, I knew they were out of my league. And there's this one guy. um, His name was... not going to say it. Um, He's still around? He's still... No, 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 no. He's not still around. But, like... I actually have no idea what he's up to, um, but I crushed him so hardcore. I, okay, fine. His name was Sandy, and he Sandy like Sandra D, <laughs> like Sandy Cohen from the OC. Guys, I realized what a bad <laughs> fucking name that is. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, no, Sandy, so, I actually kind of digging it. Yeah, are a you? Cool guy. Are yeah. you digging in the sand? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it was just such a normal thing that I was like, I never gave the name like. A second, yeah, a second guess, but innocent. yeah, but I loved him so much when I was like very young. I on my pillow and permanent marker I wrote I heart Sandy last name, and on your, your pillow. pillow? Oh my, my mom would have not. <laughs> well, my parents didn't know because exactly. I didn't write it on the pillowcase. So sneaky. Oh, on your pillow, pillow. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know where this memory is coming from. It just <laughs> like, shot into my mind, and I was like. Yeah, and I still remember, I still remember, like, looking back years later on, like, that drool-stained pillow with, like, the permanent marker leaking. It was, like, green Oh, my and God, I colors. wish you still had that. Honestly, my dad is, my dad might still have it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I he's was. He's a hoarder. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, he's literally, like, every time I go there, he's like, 
to his house. He's like, do you want this? Do you want that? Yeah, my mom's like, and I'm like I got rid of all your sentimental things. Okay, cool. Thanks, mom. I'm like, no, <laughs> fucking throw it away. Um, but yeah, I was definitely like super boy crazy and it started at a very young age. Um, but like when you guys were teenagers, so your friends start getting in relationships. Um, I know we kind of touched on it like in previous episodes and we all dated, we all had boyfriends in high school. Except Excel. Oh, right. Excel, you I, didn't. I did for like. 2.5 seconds. Like, literally, like, maybe, like, a couple weeks at a time. Still counts. Yeah, I guess it still counts. <laughs> oh, right. Estelle? Yeah. 18, baby. Yeah. You were an adult. You were 18 was a big no, year for Estelle. No, 18 was just my first kiss. Yeah, but wasn't it also the first time you had sex or was that 19? No, 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 no. That was 19. Okay. Um, a lot happened between Do you even listen years. to our episodes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you even listen, Lauren? Are you part of it? I remember it being a lot real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It happened yeah. real real quick. Um, no, but no, I never was in a relationship in high school. It was like my choice. Also, I looked like a boy. So like, no one wanted to date me. But in high school, like, oh, I, no, I didn't, I didn't date. Um, there was like a guy that I worked with that had a crush on me and would ask me out and stuff. And I'd be like, I just want to be friends. <laughs> but yeah, no. And I never felt pressured or anything. Cause I did have friends who were in relationships in high school, mm-hmm. but I never felt pressured. It was just like yeah. my decision. I didn't want to be in one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause peer pressure, it's like so real. Like Lauren, did you feel that pressure to like, have a boyfriend for the sake of having a boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of my friends didn't have boyfriends, but I think in high school it wasn't necessarily that I felt pressure because all my friends were in relationships. It was more that I just wanted a boyfriend. I didn't even really care who it was yeah. and if he was the right person for me. I just wanted someone to call me their girlfriend. And so, I mean, I grew up in a small town, and not to say this is just a small town thing, but our high school had a lot of drama. Like, we stole each other's boyfriends because we thought these guys really liked us because they, like, convinced us they really liked us. And so I should, like, make up with you even though you used to date my friend. And there was just a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. So by the time, like, to me, high school and love was just, like, drama and tears and broken hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like an emo, like... Song. Oh my god, if you want to like, if you want to cry, go to fucking Aurelia for uh, high seriously? school. Yeah, but so I was so ready to get out of there. And honestly, if you asked any of my friends from high school, they probably would have the same response, which is sad. But I mean, I wouldn't take it back because it taught me a lot. But yeah, um, I wouldn't say I was in I knew what love was or had really experienced what love was at all when I was that age. Yeah, I mean, I had one really close girlfriend, my little Care Bear, um, who's still one of my best friends. Uh, to this very day, uh, she was always in long-term relationships and I kind of envied her, but she was always the one who was in the long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. And I did want that, but you know, I never had that long-term relationship. It was like six, eight months stints. You know what I mean? Which is a long time in high school. It is. That's like an entire year. Like I said, mine was like a week. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Like, it's really funny how like time moves so fucking fast in high school. It's like, oh my gosh, they're dating, like, your a, a relationship could be, like, a month, and it's a normal thing. Yeah. Oh my god, high school. Uh-huh. Slash, wait, so we kind all did, like, super date in high school. Were we losers? Um, <laughs> I'd say I was. <laughs> so I no, think you, honestly, aside, I you like, and I would have been friends. I think so. I was, like, a little, like, wannabe punk. Like, all my friends had, like, weird hair and piercings and tattoos, and, like, I had my, like, lip pierced. Um, so I think I definitely wasn't, I wasn't popular, um, so you're on the street. How big kids. was your high school though? Because you it grew was up in the big. GTA. It was yeah. It was it was big. I don't know. 
don't know how many people, yeah. but it was big. But I remember one formal, um, like I dressed up and actually looked like a girl for the first time. <laughs> I had makeup, I did my hair, I was wearing a dress, <laughs> I was like girl. always wearing hoodies. Um, so this really popular guy, I remember he was a very popular, he was in the popular group. Um, he played like on the hockey team and stuff. He like came up to me on the dance floor and was like, I want to dance with you. I think you're so cute. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. you know who I all it takes is some makeup and like a dress for a guy to like notice me. But anyway, so that happened. I was totally in the popular group. Um, I think in my school, there was like, there was a popular group. And there was the smokers, which sounds bad. Like, when I came away to school for the first time and I met someone that smoked cigarettes, I was like, this is so weird to me. I've never been friends with someone that smoked cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Because there was, like, a distinct group of people that did it yes. on the corner of a parking lot. At my oh, school. my God. I had that, too. And we're like, oh, it's the smoker's pit. It's yeah, gross. it was, like, it's you- dirty. As Sal's pointing her finger. I was, I smoked because I thought it was cool <gasps> in grade nine. Like, how much? Straight up. I thought it was cool. Straight like, up. I had no idea. Real stories. It was the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, like, me and my friends, because I was, like, you know, I had, like, punk friends, quote-unquote punk. We weren't really punk, but we thought okay, we you were grew cool. up, you grew up in Oakville, like, yeah, how much <laughs> you know, we weren't at all. Um, but, yeah, like, we actually, like, smoked because we thought it was cool. Yeah, so, like, that wasn't a thing. Like, smoking was not cool in my school, so mm-hmm. there was that group. And then there was a group that was just kind of, like, a little bit, like, not a little bit, like, very nerdy. Like, couldn't really hold a conversation with anyone, Those that kind of nerdy. So we did have a huge popular group um but in, within that popular group there was like certain people that were closer than other people and there mm-hmm. were certain dramas that were with certain group like people in that group and so it was very intertwined but yeah totally fair okay so knowing what we know now like do you think it's actually possible to be um, a high schooler and be in love I'm not going to say it's impossible to find love in high school I mean it happens I think it's rare as a teenager your maturity level is just so low you can hardly like make life decisions um and you're just like a horny little kid that wants to touch some boobies I think right like I just I don't don't know Mike is that true pretty much yeah (laughs) pretty much want to touch boobies and get your little penis touched yeah you just want to do some touchy touchy but um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it's definite, definitely like it can happen. I just don't think it's common. Mm-hmm. I think it's very rare nowadays. Yeah. But you're right. It can. It totally can. I, I know people that are dated in high school and were like prom king and queen and they're married now and they have two kids and yeah. they, they go. So, for sure. Yeah. Like, I think it's possible. I think that you have to be the type of person and the type of relationship that can grow and love each other at the different stages of your life because you are going to have a lot of them if you fall in love in high school. And there is very few people from my high school that are at like high school sweethearts. Um, my parents were high school sweethearts and we know how that turned out. So um, I don't necessarily have a positive um experience with it my cousin and her boyfriend um they're in their like mid-20s um they were they met in high school and they're still going strong it's like been like I don't even know like 10 years or something I think you have to yeah accept that you're going to change a ton in those years and if you still love the person as they change great but 
I also do think there's the other side of it where people just stay with those people because it's comfortable and they've known it and like they've probably never slept with someone before else before they've never been with anyone else before because they met in, when they were so young. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to say. Like I think it really depends on the situation and the relationship. It does. So I think how has social media influenced your outlook on love? Because social media, it's you know. It's been all-encompassing, I would say, over the past, what, six years? Mm-hmm. It's really come into play. Um, and I feel like we are just getting nonstop, like, looks into the lives of, like, people dating. And it's just – it's almost like you're posting photos or tweeting about these things to prove a point. Yes. Like, how – you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do it, but people do. Like, how – and I think that's great. Like, if you want to express yourself that way – why not? This is a healthy medium to do so. But how has that influenced your outlook on love? Do you think it's people are doing it for the right reasons? Is it fabricated? So, I mean, I probably spend the most time on social media out of all of us because that is what my job is in. (laughs) Um, But I see right through it. Like, I think that there's people that post about their relationships and the people that they're dating in a very authentic way because they're not like constantly being like, here's our relationship. Here's our engagement shoot. Here's our maternity shoot here's Mm -hmm. a random photo shoot we just had because it's cool and here is a description of how much I love this person because I can't just send it in a text message or talk to them in Mm -hmm. real life and tell them um and I think you can really easily separate the two and I'm all for like I mean I'm a very private person when it comes to relationships if I posted a picture with a significant other it would 110 percent not have a paragraph underneath but why I love them because that's between him and I like no one else gives a shit on why I love this person so Mm -hmm. I think that I can see how it influences people and I can see how it makes especially like at our age where everyone is in relationships and married and whatnot it makes you feel like fuck what am I doing like I can't find this with anyone but it's a false expectation like no one's gonna post the bad parts of their relationship would you know there are bad parts sometimes it's more bad parts than good parts so yeah I definitely agree I think people post what they want you to believe. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one personally to get sucked into social media and into the lives of everyone on it, showcasing how like amazing their life is and how they're so in love with their boo. Like (laughs) I'm not one to get sucked into that, but like social media personally hasn't influenced my outlook at all on love Mm -hmm. and relationships. Um, I think it's lovely to see people in love. Um, but are they really, who really knows? Like, the people posting these photos. Are they really yeah. in love? We don't know. Yeah. Like, someone could post a photo about how much they're in love, and the next day they could tell me they're getting divorced. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I don't know, just this fabricated world. We only show the best parts of our lives, which is fair. Who wants to post a photo of That's your true. fight or you crying on the couch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> so. I'm guilty of it. I'm only going to post on my social media when I'm traveling or I'm doing something really fun that yeah. other people might be like, oh, that looks really cool. I'm not going to post, like, me, like, you guys, sitting on my couch, like, eating a fucking ristorante pizza. No. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. But, you know – to go back to what you were saying, Asal, I think you really hit the nail on the head with, like, your sentiments because I feel the exact same way. Um, I'm really happy to see my friends and my family members who have found love. And I think it's it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. But I just – I just – me seeing it as a single person who is, like, very, very far removed from that point in my life, it's almost, like, not a slap in the face, but it's just, like – 
look what I have, look what I have, look what I have. And I know that's not their intention. Um, yeah. but it does feel that way sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, and fuck? the funniest thing is, is we all have friends that are in serious relationship that are probably listening to this podcast because they're living through our single hood, <laughs> our single day. Uh, yeah. And they, they see us post and they're like, Oh, I wish I could like, go out on a Saturday night with my girlfriends and just get drunk. Or I wish I could like go on all these dates and like do all this. Like they wish they had what we had and we wish in some extent that we had what they had. So it's just like, you can never win. Like it's at the end of the day, everyone's looking at each other's social media and building up this life that maybe not, isn't necessarily what our day to day actually looks like. People want what they don't can. have. I can't can. have or don't yeah. have or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. life. It sure is. <laughs> Um, so guys, love, is it really all it's cracked up to be? What are we, what are our thoughts on this? Um, I think love, like I mentioned, is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Does it last forever? Debatable. Not for everybody. For some people, yes, it does. I know in our first episode, we talked about our first love and if we've ever been in love I know I'm, I mentioned how I don't think I was ever truly in love, but honestly, when I like take a step back and I think back to those relationships I've had in the past, I totally have felt feelings of love for a couple of guys I dated, even though we never really exchanged. I love you to mm-hmm. each other. I love them as a person and I saw a future with them. Like, why else would I have continued yeah. dating them? You, you know? love them, maybe not, like, in love exactly. with them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I once dated someone who meant a lot to me, and but timing was never on our side. He was really amazing, and I mm-hmm. always say I want to find someone just like him. Um, anyway, while breaking up, he had said um, he was so close to saying the L word, um, but he was scared of what I would say back. And I just I just want to say to anyone out there listening, say how you feel when you feel it. Life is short. Like, what's the worst case scenario? They don't say it back. Who cares? At least you were able to just express yourself and say how you felt. Because yeah, like, you have no let's regret. say this person who was, you know, we were breaking up and he said that and he was afraid to hear my side of the story. Uh, he was afraid to say it. If he had said it maybe months ago or when he felt it or weeks ago, or whenever he first felt it, like maybe I would have said it back. Maybe things would have been different. So yeah. I just want to say that's like my advice <laughs> and what I feel about, about love. I think it's hard for me to answer because I've never been in love. Like you said, like I've loved people and I've loved aspects of people, but I haven't been in love with those people. Um, but I think like right now I'm happy alone. I'm very secure on who I am. Um, and I'm very independent and I think, but I, I see love and I want love and I think it is what it's cracked up to be, but with the right person, I don't like, yeah. I would rather be alone and happy than be with the wrong person or be with someone that I'm settling with or just being with someone so I can get married and have kids. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. It is what it's cracked up to be. If it's with the right person. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm in the same boat. Like I've never been in love and I don't know if that's going to happen for me, but ultimately at the end of the day, I'm really happy with my life right now. And I'm happy with who I am as a person. I'm very content with being single, being independent because I have such an amazing group of friends and family around me. Um, I think that, 
you know, if you do find that right person, like magic can happen. Yeah. Um, we're going to move into, um, something that we've been talking about a little bit here on, uh, behind the scenes. And it's all about the five languages of love. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the five languages of love, um, Apparently, according to somebody named Chapman, um, there are five languages of love, and these are the five different ways that we express, um, I guess, our love language. So there's mm-hmm. gift giving, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, aka devotion, and words of affirmation. Now, we had a little bit of homework, and we all had to take a very lengthy, repetitive quiz. You can take it too. Just type <laughs> in the languages of love in your Google search. And you'll be able to take it too. So um, I have mine. You ladies have yours. Yeah. And we thought it might be fun to kind of guess yes. our languages of love. Yeah. Okay. Should we start with like Sal? I think so. Wait, so you guys are going to guess what mine are? Yeah. yeah. Okay, go yeah. for it. Um, I'm going to guess words of affirmation and or acts of service. Ooh, okay. And then, and then Carly? I would say words of affirmation. Okay. So yeah, mine was, um, yeah, words, I had words of affirmation and, um, physical touch, but you guys got the words of affirmation. Totally. Yeah. I just feel like from what I gather of your past relationships, like I think that you would appreciate when a guy is upfront and honest about how they feel at all times and whenever hundred percent, not just when you're having the talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Let's guess Lauren. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say um, quality time and words of affirmation. I am going to say acts of service. So my number one is quality time. Damn it. My number two is words of affirmation. Nice. Okay, that was my and second one, words of affirmation. For the record, I had an ex-boyfriend who made me do this quiz, and I was like, fuck, this is so stupid. I don't want to do this. This is dumb. No quiz is going to tell me what I feel. And then I got quality time words of affirmation. I'm like, this is bullshit. I hate when people tell me how they feel. And then <laughs> when I actually thought about it, I was like, no, I do like when people give me words of affirmation because – I do not give people words of affirmation. So I need people to give it to me for me to give it to them. And quality time, I just think that for me, the way you express love is that you want to spend time with yeah, me. Yeah. I, totally I don't really care that. if you give me gifts and stuff like that. But honestly, after this episode, I probably would have changed it to the quality time. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's yeah. guess Carly's. Lauren, what do you think her love language is? I would say quality time. I would say acts of service or quality time. That's so interesting. So um, it was actually words of affirmation Uh followed by acts of service. So I actually took two different quizzes and the very long lengthy one that we're talking about. It came out words of affirmation. Um, but then the first time I ever took the quiz, it was actually acts of service. Like, show me you love me by fucking cleaning the bathroom. Like, yeah. that's what I need in my life. Yeah, I can see that. I can see, yeah. Because I will say, like, one of the biggest stressors in relationships for me, it's definitely, I, I feel like I have to do, like, a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, and, okay, it kind of sounds like I'm dating my roommate, but I'm not. Because, <laughs> but, like, literally when I was taking this quiz, I was kind of basing our relationship on this. Because yeah, I'm like, you live with them. I do. I've lived with them for, like, way too many years. Good. And I'm like... Can you just fucking sweep? Can you steam the floors? I don't know. Take up the garbage so I don't have to and get attacked by a fucking raccoon because it has happened. Anyway, 
So not, wait, what was your first one? Words, words of words affirmation. Of, which that surprises me about you because I feel like you are someone who isn't into be like you are very upfront, mm-hmm. but I cannot imagine you being like let's talk about feelings and how much we like each other. Like I just can't imagine you being like that. But I know you learned something new. I think it's you know at the end of the day, communication is a really big. It's it's, it's, yeah, it's a big thing for me. One of the biggest things. And I don't know, like, I don't need small tokens. Um, I don't need you to like buy me like little gifts to show you love me. I would appreciate like really encouraging words, and I think those like really like whatever like even a friend sends something really nice to me, I screenshot it. I know it sounds so lame, but like. If someone compliments me or says something really nice, I'll screenshot it when I'm feeling down. I'll look at it because that, like, these little sure. things, like, mean a lot to me. Even Is that weird? I don't know. No. And like for that. the record, every time someone sends us something nice about our podcast and one of us sees it or yeah. if it's one of our friends, we send it in our group chat because we, we like do. those warm and fuzzies. We do. We really do. And we really appreciate it. Do you guys know what your, like, least out of the five, do you know what your least was or do you have any idea? I have no idea. I do you, know. like, off the top of your head, do you know what it would be, like, if you're looking at the five of them? Because mine was receiving gifts. I literally got one point. I like to get flowers and things, but I don't really feel like that's necessarily the best way to express love. I think for me, um, I'm pretty sure it might have been physical touch. I know that sounds, like, really weird, but, like... Uh, I don't know. I just like looking at like all of the different languages that there are. Yeah. I just like, it's, it's the, I don't, I think it's, intimacy is very important and being physical with one another is very important. But at the end of the day, like a relationship it's for me, that. it's not just that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like second to yeah. a lot of the other, like all of the other four. Yeah. So I think that would probably be my last. I honestly don't know because you like all those things? I do. I mean, I who doesn't like to get gifts, you know? I know. I love it. Good I flowers. do. But to be but... fair, the quiz is structured to be like, would you rather someone like tell you how much they care about you or give you a bouquet of flowers? You're right. Like, okay. And like, obviously, well, yeah, I want someone to tell me they care about me rather than flowers. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think. I think all of them are good. They are. They're all good. I don't it's know. What just these would be. Yeah. I don't know. And are you supposed to date people that have the same love language language as you or opposite? Opposite. Because if you're somebody who really likes to receive gifts, your ideal type is going to be the one that likes to provide for you. If you Um, need to hear words of affirmation, it's the person who's giving you the compliments, hmm. you know, or giving you like the encouraging talks. Yeah. yeah. That's what I gauged from the entire, like really like lame rom-com 90s website. If anyone listening is interested in doing this quiz, you can understand your love language. So if you are dating somebody and you want to know, like, you know what your guys' love languages are. It's kind of a fun quiz to do. Yeah, I mean, I was miserable when my ex-boyfriend made me do it at the time, but I think it was just like, I was like, this can't... This guy wrote a book about it in, like, 1995, and this guy didn't have the book. And I was like, this is weird. Really? I I was five years old. (laughs) I've seen so many, like, interviews of people talking about love languages. Oh, yeah. It's a common conversation. It was more just, I was like, 
I had never heard of it before. Yeah. So I was like, what is this? And why are you making me do this? It cannot be legit. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I encourage you guys listening yeah. to do it. And DM us. I'm curious on what all of our followers are. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like, um, like telling people really like positive things, hit me up. Buzz's girlfriend. Yeah. We like. There's my mouth. We like all of your compliments. So. Me too. Okay, guys, I don't know about you, but I am done talking about love. It is so freaking draining when you're not in it. So why don't we wrap things <sighs> up today? Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies, let's do a quick little cheers. Cheers. Oh, wait, Lauren, you have an empty glass. That's, a, that's bad luck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wonder how that sounds on the microphone. Anyways, until next week, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us at Somebody Datas on Instagram. Thank you. Bye. 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 Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode.